Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. this is gonna work you talking in the mic i can hear you already you can hear me yeah in my headphones yeah but yeah. i want to i want to see if you can hear something else okay well i'm saying so that's a good first step that's a good <laughs> that's, first step we are off to a good start already <laughs> today hi welcome to the reality bites podcast it's megan and jay jay i already know how your weekend went i saw what happened to your football team <laughs> okay. not because i watched the game so, i just saw it on facebook so that is the general rule that my <laughs> weekends are ruined when that happens but i was just telling our boss that you know i'm at the threshold now where no matter what happens to my team hey whatever win or lose yeah i the disappointment threshold has been reached and yep. so i cannot be any more disappointed so it doesn't matter So from here out whatever happens doesn't matter and so i went to go see kids bop with my daughter this weekend kids bop kids bop <laughs> okay where kids sing the hits like what they sing pop songs they sing like old town road cake by the ocean all your favorite hits the kids sing them like 12 to 14 year old guessing your daughter loved it what did oh, you think she was well you know i was up there you know getting it a little bit like <laughs> hey here we go there's the audience there's an audience parent participation portion and they get dads up there and everything so it's a f- lot of fun okay well i have a surprise for you because i thought you were going to come in in a bad mood after what happened to your football <laughs> team let's see if you can hear this okay megan how are you i see what you <laughs> Uh, the reality this uh, podcast is so much, so much. and uh, make sure you find uh, it on Apple uh, Podcast uh, and Google Play with okay. new episodes every week. Uh, I hope uh, I say what you want, and thank you so much because you watch my story always on Reformat Just Beyonce. <laughs> for everything you do. Bye. Uh, the reality beaters uh, podcast is so much good. So much. It is. It is so much good. Beaters. The beaters. That's what we should change the name to officially. I mean, if if Ziad says it's beaters, <laughs> then I think it is beaters. <laughs> the reality beaters podcast. <laughs> Oh I gosh. have another one too, but I'm going to save that one for next week. Oh, I've been killing it on reaching out to these people and getting them to say things that we can use to promote our podcast. That is awesome. One of the better ideas I've had recently. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, I was hoping that was going to put you in a good mood considering what happened to you. Yeah, no, I'm in a weekend. great mood now. How about your weekend? How was your weekend? Man, it was a lot. I went and saw Frozen 2 with my neighbors, <laughs> and we went at 10 p.m. Are your neighbors kids? No, okay. it's, it's two guys and they're a couple and they call themselves my gabers. And so we do a lot of activities together. I love it. I love it. So we were thinking, oh, we'll go at 10 o'clock at night because there won't be any kids there, right? We were wrong. <laughs> and let me just say, after loading up my purse with what I call road wine, I mean, I had like boxes of boxed wine in my purse. We get to the movie theater and the only thing worse than little kids who cannot behave at the movies are teenagers. Oh. who are being obnoxious at the movies. So these kids were lucky I didn't hurt any of them because I can get a little lippy when I've been drinking. <laughs> uh, so it was the movie's great. I'm not going to spoil anything for someone who hasn't seen it yet. 
checked out some fall foliage yesterday. Nice. Uh, the trees are really pretty this time of the year. And then I watched that Bikram documentary. I don't know if you've heard anything about it. It's about the guy who came to the United States and kind of introduced Bikram yoga to Americans and what a predator he was. Really? It was crazy. And listen, I think people who do hot yoga are insane in the first place. <laughs> um, I took one hot yoga class and I was like, okay, I'll never do that again. And it was probably because my friend conveniently forgot to tell me it was a hot yoga class. So she says, hey, do you want to go to yoga with me tomorrow morning? And I was like, yeah, my, it's my friend's birthday, so I'm going to be out late, but make sure you force me to do it. And then we get there and I'm like hungover and it's 120 degrees. Oh and it's like all you smell is like sweaty people. And Ugh. that was the beginning and the end of my practice of hot yoga. And that's a very specific detail that you can't really leave out. Right? I was like, uh, yeah, you definitely did not tell me that it was a hot yoga class. Like, all right. It'd be like if you went to a naked yoga class and I'm like, oh, I forgot to tell you. Oh, I naked. forgot to tell you. Like, no, you didn't. You're going to have to take off all your clothes <laughs> right. in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty much my weekend in a nutshell. And then last night I was kind of conflicted because 90 Day Fiance was on as well as the American Music Awards. And, you know, I feel a sense of responsibility and obligation to watch award shows <laughs> right, so that right. I'm knowledgeable about what happened. It's part of our job. But, you know, I'm team 90 Day Fiance. <sighs> so good. As, as our friend Zied would say, so much good. <laughs> um, last night, there was a lot, actually. I was surprised by how slow I feel like the season got off to. And now all of a sudden it is just packed full of like layers content. it's just layers and layers and all of a sudden there's this new gilf out of nowhere this porn star who pops into the whole equation oh and my it's gosh. like oh oh okay and i wanted to research so bad but i was like i can't because it just doesn't look right personally or at work so i was like i can't find any <laughs> I know, information i didn't either i thought about i was like i wonder if i could like i wonder if i've seen anything she's been in <laughs> okay but before we go to robert and annie there was a big part of the episode last night was kind of focused on them uh let's let's start with blake and jasmine what? a couple that we finally got to meet after four episodes of 90 day fiance kind of a weird couple like i don't know there's something a little off with the chemistry he seems like a very sweet kid he's 29 years old kind he of a lives nerd. lives in los angeles he's got this really cute smile yeah. he seems to have really great energy seems like he made some mistakes early on he mentions that he got married when he was like 19, 19. divorced by 23 so he's probably been a little gun shy i think he even says that he's been apprehensive about getting into another relationship because when something like that happens and you're so young it takes you a little while to like build your confidence back absolutely up. Jasmine, this girl who is from Finland, is coming to the United States to be with Blake, but her sister actually won the lottery. Won the lottery. She's and already her, here. Her twin sister applied for the visa lottery and she got a visa, but Jasmine did not. And oddly, the sister lives like 10 minutes from this guy in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, we know, is a very big city, but what are the odds that she then meets a guy online who happens to live 10 minutes from her sister and I think early on there are a lot of people kind of questioning is she, was she just trying to get here to be with her sister right I, 
again, one of these couples that now I'm very curious about and very interested in, especially after we saw the way she arrived in the U.S. Because they pick up with their storyline. There's not a lot of like getting ready for her arrival. I mean, we just jump right in like, oh, this is Blake. It's arrival day. Here comes Jasmine. On the way to the airport, Blake picks up Jasmine's sister because like we said, they live about 10 minutes away. Yes. So the sister lives 10 minutes from Blake. Blake calls an Uber. He Ubers to Jasmine's sister's house, picks her up. They head to the airport because Jasmine is arriving from Finland. Sister is getting on a plane to go to New York for something. And this reunion at the airport where most couples are excited to see each other, where there's a lot of hugging and kissing and flower petals. We've seen these big shows of excitement when couples finally get to see each other in person on arrival day. It was just kind of like, hey. She was like... What up? <laughs> and the weird thing was, is that she was even just kind of like, what up to her sister? Yeah. Like, I know, you know, my wife has a sister who she's really close with. They're not twins, but they are very close. And I know that, you know, if they were to meet each other at the airport after not seeing each other for a year, it'd be like, oh my gosh. They'd be excited to see each other. And it was just kind of like, uh, hey. Right. Yeah. So the sister, they say goodbye. And then next thing you know, the, like, all three of them are doing an on-camera interview. Like, I'm still not sure why the sister was there. The show is about them as a couple. And so he's sitting in the middle and he's got a sister on either side of him and and they just I'm like do they just have zero personality or is is there something really off about this right no physical affection but to hear Blake talk about the relationship it's like oh my gosh and we have so much chemistry and we love each other and she's so beautiful and the you know intimacy is great and but you don't see any of that on camera yeah, yeah there's a very all. strange dynamic going on that I'm guessing is very intentional the show <laughs> definitely understands it's like okay well he's saying one thing but everybody else is seeing something different and that's what makes their storyline interesting and as this continues you know maybe maybe she'll warm up i don't know i mean like well, right I mean, it's like night one and he's hoping they're gonna get intimate she's like i want to shower and go to bed like, which is understandable seen, though. no but they haven't seen each other in a long time i mean i would be disappointed if my fiance like i haven't seen in a long time is like no i just want to go to bed I, see i always kind of think of it as maybe they just mean like a nap like i just want to go to sleep and then you know in about four hours we can wake up and whatever needs to happen can happen but right away off the plane she says oh i'm very used to doing things alone and by myself yep and even did you even catch he tried to put his arm around her and she's like i'm "I'm hot hot," and like pushed his arm off los angeles can get warm yes (laughs) she's from take your jacket off she was wearing like like a just trying to defend i don't know yeah i think people already have a lot of questions about blake and jasmine let's move on to michael and natalie i want them to work so much well mike is from squim washington he is the polar opposite of natalie who is from kiev ukraine he says she's beauty i'm the beast and he is going to ukraine to visit her because there's been a problem with her visa it could take another six months for it to get approved they do seem to legitimately genuinely have feelings for each other but she wants a baby yesterday she does and he hasn't told her yet about a uncle Bo who lives in the barn behind the house B that he is in debt and so her friends before Mike's arrival she goes to this restaurant with her friends and she has one friend who kind of nailed it like I don't think this guy is going to be able to kind of give you what you want and she seems very all the wind just got let out of her sails because she wasn't expecting someone to be negative or questioning about his ability to support her and it seemed pretty 
pretty interesting when her friends were kind of questioning him because he's a manager of a construction company, which I don't know how well they've delved into that in the story about his managerial position and like what he kind of makes and where his status is. Because I think he has lost his job. Right. It doesn't seem like he's the manager. He's of, like uh, currently managing anything. Right. So, but either way, so even if he was still very much employed as a manager, you know, I think most of us here in the states would say, oh, he has a good job. You know, he's good husband material. He's a nice guy, really friendly. Blah blah blah. Owns a farm. Owns a farm. But it was just interesting to see how they responded to like, well, your ex-husband basically was like the owner of a business and, you know, obviously they did a lot of extravagant things and lived a very nice lifestyle. And Kiev's a big city. I mean, it's, you know, a beautiful European type city. Have you been? No, I just saw oh. the pictures. Oh, okay. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you said that like, oh, like it's, it is a, it's a beautiful place. <laughs> but it just reminded me that, you know, and when you look down the list of this show and others that we've seen, kind of the the cultural differences of where people are coming from. So Kiev's a really nice, you know, kind of modern city. Yeah. And she's dating someone who's from a very small town. So it's going to be very different so far as her expectations of what comfortability and, you know, living life as a couple would be and what his probably would be. So that's probably going to be an issue because I see the way she likes to live and the way he's living and they might have some yeah, exactly doesn't quite seem like she realizes what life in Squim Washington is going to be like now on the other end of the spectrum though we have Natalie's mom who we meet she after her divorce she moves in with her mother seems like a very lovely lady her mom seems to really like Mike approves of the relationship but is already like you're going to make beautiful children I don't, my mom would n- I, if I said I met this guy and here's a picture of him and, and what not the word would never come out of her mouth you two would make beautiful children i don't maybe it's a cultural thing maybe that's just my family i don't know it might be in the way that natalie describes him she definitely describes him with a lot of affection and love yes the way he looks down at her with his big eyes and he's like a giant and she feels she very much romanticizes him so like you said it does seem like a really genuine connection they have but it seems like it's about to turn south very quickly yes as we've seen in previews of what's to come it at least my guess is that she's going to get here and be like never mind I'm, I'll go back to the Ukraine. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> Let's talk about, uh, well, Emily and Sasha weren't on the episode that much. We just saw a preview of them. So in the last episode, we saw Emily had her baby in the <laughs> the hospital that the saw looked, three. Jeez, Louisa. Somebody, I saw somebody else said it like, it looks like she gave birth at Chernobyl. <laughs> and oh I was like, That's- so messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but the baby is is born and healthy and the previous show that, that there are indications that what has happened to the previous two exes is possibly starting to happen with this one it seems like he kind of gets disinterested a little bit starts to check out a little bit i mean out. at least one of the previews that we've seen they're in the gym together working out and there's a lot of tension and right. tbd with these two tbd yeah we kind of skipped over them last night michael and juliana yes so juliana has arrived from brazil his child bride has arrived <laughs> She's only like 22, 23 years old. Michael's in his 40s. He lives in Greenwich, Connecticut. He lives a very affluent lifestyle that he makes sure we know. And he's very creepy at every turn. It just, possible. you know, and seeing them side by side, like she looks extremely young, even for a 22, 23 year old. She does. She looks really young. She looks like she could be 18, 19 to me. Like she looks like she could be a teenager. Absolutely. And he very much looks like her dad, especially when they're side by side. But she 
has arrived. She and looks like her, her dad's friend. That's what he looks like. Her dad's friend. Like, oh, this is the friend of my dad. And he's a creeper. Yeah. Yeah. And we already saw in the last episode, he picks her up in this like stretch Hummer and starts talking about limo porn. And then, <laughs> uh, and I was like, ah, brain bleach. I don't want to think about that. And but then, we get more CC and Max in this episode. We do get more CC and Max. So, so now what we have to do is introduce Juliana to Michael's ex-wife. So Juliana, how do you see your role in this big community family that were sort of my goals? Or your, role, or your, your role. role. Like, how do you see yourself fitting into this sort of strange family? I'm lost. You're lost. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, there's going to be an adjustment period, but how do you see Juliana's role fitting into, like, how do you see this working? Yeah, well, I don't see, she's not replacing you. First of all, I would have been like, you're damn right, she ain't replacing me, I'm their mother. (laughs) Uh, But I will say, Michael's ex-wife, what you would expect her to do is to go on camera and be like, there's no way this is going to work out, my ex-husband's having a midlife crisis, I don't don't know what he's thinking, but instead, she's like, no, it's it's fine, as long as you realize you're not going to parent my children. There are definite boundaries, and as long as you don't cross those boundaries, we shouldn't have a problem. Although I feel like in her mind she's thinking exactly what you said right but she's you know she's a nice enough person to be like you know what i'm not gonna say it that right. wouldn't and, be and good the decorum. one thing that, that that i like is that juliana is really good with michael's kids they she seem is. to really like her in fact she just posted a video on instagram it was like a makeup tutorial with michael's kids and really they, yep and they refer to her as their stepmom so from what we know so far michael and juliana the 90 days goes by and then they have to get married or the other person has to leave so from what we've heard Michael and Juliana have gotten married and things appear to be going very well for them but here comes the adjustment period where she's now coming into his life and he has an ex-wife and he has two kids and how she's going to kind of acclimate and how much more weirdness we're going to see from him because he just something about him is just seems (laughs) off to me like he has no personality he's not funny he just Besides the fact that he has money, I'm not sure what she sees in him. Moving on to Anna and Marcel. Now, I know you like Marcel. I do. I know you do. Okay, they're both 39 years old. She's from Bellevue, Nebraska. He's from Turkey. He has come to the United States. He speaks like no English. (laughs) He doesn't like the pizza that she served him on his first night. He doesn't doesn't like the flatland. He doesn't like the eggs that she made him the next morning. He does not intend on telling his family about the fact that Anna has three children. So finally, last night, we see them beekeeping because that's what they have in common. And, and it turns out that Anna has her own deep, dark secrets. She's not a very good beekeeper. Well, according to him, she's not. <laughs> but what struck me about that scene was that, like, she was really trying to make it a sexual thing. Maybe. Mating. Oh, there's no males. They're mating with the queen. Boys. The virgin queen. Boys, maybe. Mating. Mating. Yeah. Ah. You're doing a good job getting it lit. Like you light my fire myself. Okay. (laughs) It was pretty attractive watching Marcel work with the bees. I just like watching him work. It it excites me. Marcel? Yes. You excite me when you work. (laughs) Work? I think good looking, Chuck Gazelle, working. Yes. Do you think I'm sexy working with the bees? You? Yes. Yes. Oh, thank you. 
<laughs> and they're wearing these like bee suits and they've got the you know the mesh masks over their faces well and- so there's that there's the fact that he doesn't really speak english all that well or understand it so you're making all these like innuendos that might not even translate into turkish you know because she said something about oh is this the way you're gonna light my fire or something yeah and- he's like i'm not setting you on fire yeah. what are you talking about <laughs> but those are some of the problems the communication problems that they're having and like at the end of the beekeeping scene she she tries to kiss him and she's really trying to make this a romantic thing and he just like pats her on the back like good game you know and i was like man also if i were a camera guy working on this show i'd be like oh hell to the no i am not going to film a scene with all of these freaking bees (laughs) someone else can go film these two weirdos i don't know i did feel like last night we started to see some of her frustrations come out absolutely that what i don't quite understand is that if it takes about two years you have to show you've been in a relationship for two years before you can get a 90-day fiance a k-1 visa why has he not learned a little more english over those past two years and i will say that that's one of the things when i was dating the guy who lived in europe there was a communication barrier not as bad as theirs right but for me to move forward it was important to me that he show me that he was serious and he kept saying i'm gonna learn more english i'm gonna get better and i'm gonna practice and I never actually saw him do that and for me to actually take it seriously and continue to move forward I needed him to show me that he was serious about it and so I'm curious as to why they're two years into this relationship and it's if they have to use this translator app all the time well learning languages is hard that's why Americans don't generally do it but there's Rosetta Stone you can even get on YouTube and there's like free tutorials where you can at least learn some basics I took four years of German in high school and I spreche ein bisschen Deutsch aber nicht so gut Ach, du Scheiße I know you're not, I think I just cursed <laughs> Jeez, right Lord, <laughs> that's the only thing I know how to say I in said German, I speak I a little bit of German and not so good and you're like <laughs> throwing my fanties at me <laughs> That, that was a bad word, right? Yes. So, okay. <laughs> like, I apologize for our German I'm listeners. Those, I'm one of those people who like only <laughs> learns the bad words first of any language, obviously. But um, so then we see Anna's friends throw an engagement party for Anna and Marcel. And, you know, the fact that she really has to say to him, like, you cannot just stare at your phone the whole time. Right. It's almost like she's she has to take on a parental role and educate him about the fact that you have like, to be engaging people and- are going to think you're weird right uh, but it is understandable that you know i mean i know that when i'm in an uncomfortable situation or place where i'm not really familiar with a lot of times i will just go to my phone and scroll through stuff or whatever because i feel out, out of place or awkward and so that's definitely how he has to feel just about every time yeah he steps out of the house with her yeah but, which but is again, partly on him because he hasn't learned more of the language and Marcel, i think she is in that oh crap maybe this was a huge mistake mode and that part to me made me sad watching last night because she she's a single mom with three kids and I can only imagine that she had so many expectations Absolutely. about what how great it was going to be in person and in real life it's not it's not turning out to be anything like that I mean I guess the only kind of silver lining is that they haven't gotten married yet they still have a little bit of they time, still have time to figure and it out he doesn't strike me as the type though who fully understands 
understands right. that he's not just there for a visit. That I don't think we know what he is what thinking. What he knows or, or doesn't not, know. Knows. <laughs> I mean, it's some big mystery what's going on it really upstairs is. with Marcel. Oh, he's such a weird guy. And they were trying to kiss with the beekeeper suits on, remember? It like, just it was just so <laughs> awkward. So awkward. <laughs> Another couple that does not seem to have any real chemistry whatsoever. Oh, boy. I mean, I think she wants there to be, but I didn't. I don't feel it when I look at them. Up next, we have Tanya and Sinjin. Oh, Tanya. Her and Michael are like up there for the two people who I like least on this show. And she is making a strong run at number one. She's rubbing a lot of people the wrong way. And from being in the Facebook groups and, and reading all the posts and all of the, the comments on the posts, like people have very strong opinions about her. Yeah. Now, they are both 29 years old. She is from Colchester, Connecticut. He is from Cape Town, South Africa. Yep. And he has arrived in the United States. Now, I do think that despite the fact that she had her friends there and that they tagged along for the first couple of days. I think she did it the right way in that she got a hotel room for them for a couple of nights. They hung out in New York City. It was like a special experience Absolutely. for him arriving in the United States as opposed to some of the other couples. It's like, oh, there's New York City in the distance and you've got <laughs> little Juliana trying to take a picture through her phone of the like skyline in the distance or Robert and Annie getting to his apartment on the first night and Bryson has to sleep in the bed with them. I feel like Tanya was trying to make it special for for him and that I do appreciate. Yeah, she has a plan. She always has a plan. She always has a plan. Now I love the fact that Sinjin like had no idea what a shed was because I guess oh, I in the it. bush there are no sheds. What do um, you put in the shed? What is the shed used for? <laughs> he had no idea. I guess. I mean, again, it's like if you've been dating off and on for two years, do you guys not FaceTime each other and like, hey, so this is this is where we're going to be living when you come? That is weird. Yeah, like I can understand him not knowing what a shed is culturally. You know, you might not have a word for shed but to not at some point take a picture take a video facetime like hey look this is where we're going to be living i'm fixing it up right now yeah. you know looks like this now but just wait we're gonna we'll have our own little space yeah, it's, and gonna it's gonna be great gonna and be look i plan cute. for this to go over here and mm -hmm, i plan for this to go over mm -hmm. there exactly well but we kind of know why because as much as she has a plan and she likes everything to be a certain way and she expects people to do stuff she has no such expectations for herself right and right. she kind of just does whatever she wants she did apologize to him though she did say like i'm sorry more hasn't been done but <laughs> nothing but has she, been done she is very much like i tell him to do it and he does it and that part of her personality of having high expectations for other people is is a little odd that she doesn't seem to hold herself quite to that standard Well, because you can imagine if she was going to south africa and they were going to live and he's like hey i got this little bungalow and i'm fixing it up and oh yeah it's already ready and then she got there and it wasn't she would lose her ish she would freak out you're right but somehow when he shows up and he's mildly disappointed like oh man this is overwhelming and it's, um, it was a mess like it was a mess and that made me wonder okay did the producers of the show say to her no don't clean it up because that adds to the drama of all this <laughs> like don't fix it up because that's going to be part of your storyline him getting here and oh I haven't fixed the place up and we'll do it together so if they had I could see that but from her experience going to pick him up from the airport where she knew she had to be there at a certain time she knew she had planned to do rose petals and stuff and she didn't allow herself enough time to do that and they were in a rush and she was kind of like she said she's a procrastinator yeah so I can see the producer is saying hey don't worry about cleaning it up but i can also see her being like oh i'll get to it tomorrow oh don't worry we're gonna work it out and just not getting to it what has she been so busy doing i mean because she says like i've just i've been so busy busy she's she's an activist right she's like she's got a yeah but i don't know i mean <laughs> 
There's <laughs> lots of social justice that needs to be attended Obviously, to. Obviously, that, that takes and precedence. the cabinets can wait. Over making the bed that you're supposed to sleep on. There I mean, there was sheets like, on there the bed. There was no sheets. There was like no bedding at all. It was a, it was a mess. It was so much going on. Yeah. Poor Sinjin. So they start trying to renovate it a little bit, taking out the cabinets. Line the boxes up like nicely up there. Yep, I'm busy doing that. You don't have to tell me everything that I need to do. I also have my own sense of direction. <laughs> and then that's how we get lost in Cape Town, the city you're from. <laughs> Getting lost is never a bad thing. <laughs> Sinjin has his own opinions and thoughts. <laughs> don't always work out with mine. Do you need me to hold anything? Um... And I was like, oh my God, HGTV, it's your next Chip and Joanna Gaines. Oh, that's like, true. This is an HGTV show. And she was so condescending to him the entire time. Yeah. Like, hey, that's a real drill. And he, though, is not a pushover. And he is kind of like, you need to chill out. Right. She's controlling and she's bossy. And that is going to be their issue. Now, again, I don't know if this is true or not, but rumor is that she gets pregnant and he leaves her. Oh, my gosh. That, but I, So I don't know if that's just a rumor, if there's actual any actually any truth to that. Ooh. But that's the word on the net. <laughs> that's the word on the net. <laughs> that is, that's what I'm hearing in the blog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. All right. And last but not least, we have one of the, what I keep calling one of the biggest train wreck crash and burn couples <laughs> I think this show has ever seen. So one thing we should mention is that if you're watching the show, Jasmine and Blake just started their 90 days. Right. Mike and Natalie haven't even gotten their visa yet. But for some of the couples, including Annie and Robert, it's been about two weeks now. Right. Right. As with like, I think Anna and Marcel. I think Anna and Marcel's about two a, weeks. It's been about a couple weeks or so. But <clears> a lot of people people are like into their two to three week period now yep, a little further along and the clock is ticking right i mean 90 days is not a long time especially when you're talking about a lifelong decision so we have robert and annie annie has arrived from the dominican republic this is a couple who met in real life for eight hours got engaged have not seen each other since that eight hours his stopover on his cruise and she has arrived things have gotten off to a horrible start for them they have already fought we can all feel their mutual dislike for each other and like i said in the last episode i i still keep going back and forth about who i dislike more right and i bring up the whole two-week thing because kind of early in the in the episode they mentioned oh you know we've had our tension but we seem we're getting a lot there's chemistry there but i didn't see a lot of chemistry i'm like man it's been two weeks and if this is how the chemistry has been going for the entire two weeks they seriously have some problems well, the real chemistry we saw between them was when he bought her lingerie. <laughs> yeah, that was about it. And uh, yeah, and that sexually it would appear that they're good. However, all of a sudden last night, we meet Bryson's grandmother. Bryson's mom is not in the picture. As far as we know, Robert is a single dad. He raises Bryson by himself. I don't feel like they really cover like, okay, why is it that the grandparents are so involved, but that the mother isn't so involved? And the grandparents don't look that much older than... The uh, grandparents looked super young. Right. They look super... And I mean, Michael, how old's Michael? He's Michael's 41. 41. And the grandmother looked 
looked like she was in her 40s. Right. So who knows? This Everything is very But that's odd. not even the interesting part of this. <laughs> right. That's not even the part that like leaves you just sitting there going, oh my God, that came out of nowhere. The grandmother sits down with Annie. They go, they go to a playground and introduce Annie to his ex's parents. And the grandmother wants to sit down with Annie. Has Robert told you anything about me? He don't tell me nothing about you. Uh, just because eventually you're going to figure it out anyway. And I don't like people to be shocked. I'm an adult film actress. I've been doing it for 15 years. What does that mean? Um, I'm a porn star. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yes, Annie, we were all surprised by that information. And, and, and Annie's reaction, by the way, being like super shocked is like... <laughs> Right, she was super like, oh my gosh, that is so yeah. uncouth. Listen, Annie, <laughs> you're doing it for free. <laughs> so. Make any assumptions about Annie? She might be a very, you know, she might just like to show it, flaunt it. Maybe, and but in <laughs> behind closed doors, she is, she's an angel, she's a saint. <laughs> I highly doubt that. To your point again, the grandmother says she's only been doing it for about 15 years. Is that what she said? She got a late start in the industry. <laughs> right. So if we assume that she's maybe let's say 45, and she doesn't look that old at all, so she started. When she was about 30, maybe, or, or in Who her knows? 30s, possibly. Who knows? And so then it also raises the question, what about your daughter? Like, how does she feel about it? So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. A lot of questions there. But that, again, that's, that wasn't even the most shocking part <laughs> of their storyline. It's that out of nowhere, Robert, on camera, says, I have five beautiful children <laughs> by, by four different women. Right. And... I guess it's a little shocking as well because <laughs> apparently he had told Annie that he had three kids, three kids by two women. So there are more. And that's when you go, oh, so we've been clowning on Sasha the whole time for having <laughs> three kids by three different women now. Robert's like, Sasha, hold my beer. <laughs> right. And Robert's like, hey, you know, I was young. I was living in Brooklyn. I was a bit of a player. My friends were doing the same, like the, the old wow. A, my friends were doing it. So we were all so we doing were all just just like out there procreating because that's you know what we do in brooklyn i guess i don't know oh my gosh <laughs> it was so much going on is that Gergen? Yes. our boss keeps texting us and we're doing our podcast <laughs> leave us alone <laughs> <laughs> So, again, we see Robert and Annie having conflict because she's upset that he still has a lot of pictures of all of his exes on Facebook. She on screenshotted media. it. She's showing him going through it. She got the receipts. Like, she's, she knows. She's upset about so it. So, how do you feel about it? Because there was another issue with somebody. Oh, Mm. Zied. Yes. Funny you should bring it up, Jay. <laughs> I'm, I currently just had a situation. Oh, really? Like this. And okay. I, I don't necessarily want to go into all the details about it yet. I mean, it's, it's not definitely not on that level or anything, but it's like, what's so funny is that, you know, it's 2019 and pictures exist on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram. And, and so if you're telling people one story and then they see a picture, right? A recent picture that tells a very different story it's like i don't quite it's a little bit baffling to me but so he's saying that oh well the pictures are just oh kind of like what's her name said to the well yes. these are old pictures old and pictures. i just haven't gone through my phone to delete everything because they're old correct now i do still have pictures of my ex from europe on my instagram account 
Island. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take those down because those were really, those were my vacation memories. Because a large part of our relationship felt like it was a vacation for me. Because every time I'd go over there, we'd be, you know, we took the train to Paris and we're at the Eiffel Tower. And so I don't want to delete the picture of us at the Eiffel Tower because that's the only picture I have of myself (laughs) at the Eiffel Tower. But now if you were dating someone serious. Yes. I think that's that you take it case by case. Like if I couldn't leave pictures up on my account, if it bothered me that that he had pictures on his account. If we mutually agreed, okay, no, this is getting serious. Let's scrub the X's off the social media. I'd be willing to do it. I don't think it would bother me if it's like a relationship from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. But if it's something that's super recent, maybe I could see it being a little bit more sensitive of a subject to where I'd be like, you know what? You know, that picture that it just... <sighs> doesn't look good it, it right. makes me feel a certain kind of way like how would you feel about taking it down i think it's a conversation that you have i don't think you go into it saying you have to delete all of your old pictures that you have with other people and i don't think it's it's something that you should have to do it's something you talk about with your partner and then you get on the same page and then you out of mutual respect you come to an agreement and it's case by case you know okay that's how i feel about it i could i mean so there was a lot of pictures of him like kissing other women yes I feel like, okay. But again, like some of the pictures that I have on my page are of me like kissing my ex on the cheek. But again, it's like it was Halloween and we were we were in Brussels at this amazing Halloween party. And was the Halloween festivities in the, back, in the background or is it just you? And... It's, no, it's just. Okay. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> if the Eiffel Tower is in the background, I might give you a pass. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't think there's any, there, there's none of us like sucking face. I mean, there's no like making out well, pictures, I don't think. Well, there was definitely like making out yes, in yes, these yes. pictures. So at least yes. those can probably go for now. And the big difference is that I'm not engaged to somebody else the way Robert is engaged to Annie. Your past is in your heart. You never forget your past. All you girls. All my girls. Yes. Why well, feel like Robert don't defend my steps like his wife? I want to feel I am the only girl in his life right now. I am his present, his future, and his everything. Nobody else. That's what I want. What girls you talk about? And your social media. What? On my social media? Yes. That's your ass. That's old, though. It ain't like this up in that that's old. Well, I'm sucking on her face. Right. Like, come well, on. and so, yes, his attempt at at defending himself falls a little flat there. But it is it's like this is different than it was 20 years ago when social media didn't exist. And there weren't pictures constantly reminding you because everybody now everybody has a past. Right. Everybody, everybody is. or is currently going through things. And that part I, I do. I totally get. However, those pictures that are out there. Mm. But couldn't you save them to like the cloud or something like that, like in a separate folder? He could save them to the cloud, put them elsewhere, put them away, store them elsewhere. But I think in his mind, maybe it's like, I don't want to go through and delete all this stuff if this relationship isn't going to work out. Which is fine. So that and that point i'm fine because then he very quickly turned around on her like hey what about you and whoop-de-whoop and it was very curious how she was like well we're not talking about me and i feel like anytime there's an argument about relationship boundaries it goes both ways it doesn't matter if the conversation started with me right right it ends with both of us coming yes, to a consensus absolutely and for her to use that as her defense of well we're talking about you right now like no well, let's talk about both of us right now <laughs> episode five of 90 day fiance will air sunday night on tlc still nothing from michael and angela 
That's right. They have been showing us previews that at some point mm. we're going to hear from our favorite one egg left in the ovary. I, w- I want to know how that one egg is doing. <laughs> Make sure you find the Reality Bites podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate and subscribe. The Reality Beaters uh, podcast is so much good. So much. So much.